Gabriel will be in Louisville July 14th to 16th. He's got a bunch of other shit after that. July 18th, The Elks Club in Seattle. July 21st, Rockport, Washington. July 22nd, Linda's House. Gotta be cool with Linda to go to that one. July 23rd, Coburg, Oregon. July 24th, Kent, Washington. All of the money Gabriel makes doing these shows will be spent on family vacation the week after. For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like every episode of this podcast delivered to your email inbox, click on the Substack link in the episode notes. If you would like to give Gabriel some gas money, you also have the option to subscribe for $5 a month. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host. Gabriel. It's true that there's never been a good time to be alive, but this also does seem to be a uniquely challenging time uh, for mankind, uh, for the world, and certainly for America. But I feel like we're going to be okay. Because one side thinks drag queens are going to break into a daycare, kidnap your children, and sell them into sex slavery. And the other side thinks there are 80 genders. So I think we're going to be fine. We're focused on the right things, and we're going to get through this together. You can tell I've been traveling a lot. Uh, You can tell I've been in airports a lot because I've been on Twitter too much. It's not good for me. It's uh, 1.07 a.m. as I'm recording this, driving home from SeaTac Airport. Uh, Flight was supposed to get a little earlier, but, you know, I'm not complaining. A lot of people had stuff canceled recently. How much have I been at the airport this week? I realized, uh, because everywhere I've gone this month, like, you know, Fort Wayne and Syracuse, and I feel like I'm forgetting one, uh, they always go through Chicago, so I've been at O'Hare Airport every time. And I realized, uh, I had eaten at the same Chili's too, like a mini Chili's, Four times this month. Four times I've eaten the same chicken avocado salad. You have to order off the digital menu. Four times. It's too many times to go to a Chili's 2. And I might be back because I have to be back in two days. I'm only home for two days and I have to go to Louisville so that's just enough time to hug my kids and have sex with my wife and don't worry I will get that order correct so a lot of flying uh, you know in uh, more pandemic-y times although I get you know whatever it's still happening have you got BA5 yet? I haven't but I'm looking forward to it uh 
20, I was like reflecting on my comedy career and I was like, you know what? It was busy, but it was, I think life's supposed to be busy, you know? I wrote that in the book that I wrote that year. I said uh, 2020 was the first year my work-life balance had too much life. Someday I'll be back. I'll be so busy. I'll be so burnt out. And I should uh, I should be grateful to be burnt out. Because I should remember 2020. Um, and sure enough. <laughs> here I am. Burnt the fuck out. Uh, trying to be grateful. I'll try tomorrow. It's a little late. 1.10 a.m. isn't a great grateful time. I need the money, though. I, I spent an embarrassing amount of money on my car slash podcast studio. Yeah, even more money. I took it in. It wasn't running right. And then the, the, the guy goes, uh, my car guy, he goes, uh, do you want to fix it? He told me the amount. And, uh, you know, I told him I'd call him back. I actually thought about it. I'm like, you know, is it just time to get a new car? I Googled, when is it time to buy a new car? One of the things Google said was, uh, when the repairs are equal to or more than one year of car payments would be. And the math on that was about equal. So I just, I don't know. I called the car guy again. I'm like, I mean, if I fix this thing, is it going to, and he's like, is it going to die immediately? Am I stupid if I keep fixing this thing? And he's like, oh no, it's a good little car. I think she's got some more time on her. Yeah, it's a good little car to you, buddy. You keep making money off of it. It's a good little car in the way that my cat is a good little cat for my vet. I feel the same way about my car as I do about my cat Dawn, who I spent four grand on, like last year. I'm, st I'm thinking the same things about my Kia Rio. Well, if I pay this money, I better get a couple more fucking years out of it. So yeah, I've been, uh, my last three episodes uh, had a guest. I don't know how people feel about the guests. I think it's kind of fun to mix things up. But, you know, it's back to just me, finally, uninterrupted. Ugh. People yammering on in my car with their opinions. This is my podcast. <laughs> Fort Wayne was fun. Uh, Do you have a fish hook in your hat, sir? That is the most Fort Wayne shit I've ever seen in my life. I mean, what do you have planned for later? <laughs> a little bit of night fishing on the way home? No? Is this a, what, what's the, what 
much a gif of everyone here. This daughter. Da you're the daughter. Oh, this will get awkward. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I already know most of my jokes, and I'm going to tell you it's going to get awkward. Person of color. 
you're not gonna say perhaps non-binary. You're gonna say the black guy, or you're gonna say that lesbian over there. So if 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 I was describing a suspect, I would have said these women were lesbians. I have no idea uh, if they are women or lesbians. Uh, you know, it's a little off-putting to be using the urinal uh, and have ladies walk in. I wasn't really ready for that, but it was fine. Uh, but I definitely, I feel like I got exposed as a poser. I shouldn't say exposed during this story. There was no exposing. If anything, I snuck a little farther into the urinal. An old trick I learned <laughs> back in junior high. <laughs> uh, but uh, the one person said to me, uh, I love your hair. I said, thank you. And then she said, you look like, oh shit, I can't even remember his name, Jonathan something. And I didn't know who that was. And so I was like, oh, I'll have to look him up later. And then she looked at me a little perplexed and she said, from Queer Eye? And I was like, oh yeah, I know that guy. You know, I it's a long-haired gentleman on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, Jonathan something. He's got a beard. I'm going to be honest. Uh, he does have beautiful hair, but, like, we don't look alike. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure Jonathan would be horrified that someone thought I looked like him. Because he's, like, super slender and uh, much more well put together. But I really, I feel like in that... in in the gay bar bathroom, I really gave off breeder vibes when I didn't even know the dude from Queer Eye, Queer Eye from the Straight Guy. A couple years ago, uh, Corey and I were in Little Rock, Arkansas, more than a couple years ago. And uh, he, we went to a bar, which is not uncommon for me. But this was more of a dance club situation. Like, you walk in, it's like... And I'm like, you know, that's not my vibe. That's not my vibe. I'm looking for a bar where... There's a guy at the corner who, who looks like he's been there since it opened, and that's what he does every day. Uh, I'm looking for a bar with, like... Maybe Rolling Stones on the jukebox. An old man bar. I'm looking for a bar where I look young. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a bar where if someone walks in and they go, Do you have any micro? And they go, We have Bud and Bud Light. Actually, I would prefer Michelob Ultra. But I like the vibe. But Corey, uh, we went with these very young, I think college-age girls. They must have been 21 because it was at a bar. But, you know, it was a few years ago, but I was still past 45 years old. Very out of my element. I don't even know. I mean, I couldn't sound older when I say this, but wh what is the point? Just screaming conversations over music, like, How long are you in town? Oots, 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 oots. Uh... But it was very funny, and I've never felt older in my life. Corey went to buy drinks, left me with...
with three young ladies. Uh, there was an awkward moment of silence. And then one of the young ladies said to me, So, when do you get to go home? When do you get to go home? She didn't mean from the bar. She meant from, like, the city. But it was just like, okay. <laughs> she may as well have said, Maybe you should lie down, Grandpa. Right, I wanted to lie down. You gotta look around when you're 48 years old. You're like, what's what's next? What are the 50 year old dudes up to? Besides <laughs> involuntary, inappropriate laughter. How old are you, sir? 69. 69.
yeah, I think it'll be fine. And I'm, I'm just so, I'm, I'm so much less precious about, about this shit than I used to be. Especially because, you know, if you've been paying attention to me for a while, you know, when I take my dry bar comedy special, I thought it went so bad. I was so devastated. And I feel so silly about it now because it's not that I love it, but when it came out and was edited, I'm like, oh, it's fine. And so, uh, you know, this will be fine too. I, I, every recording I do, I fret over it and I worry about it. Turn up that, turn down that. You know, that wasn't the perfect show. But two years later, if I listen to any of the comedy, I'm just like, yeah, that's me doing my jokes. Who gives a shit? Why did I care? And that's how I feel about these two albums. It's me doing my jokes. And it was recorded, and it's going to be a very good sound quality. Who gives a shit? I don't know what I'm going to call them. I think I might call the clean one, um, Gabriel Rutledge Cleans Up Well. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to call the, uh, regular one. Maybe I've never heard of you either. That's how I started the show. <laughs> By telling them I've never heard of you either. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. There was two people at the Saturday show, actually two different couples, who drove two hours to come see me. And I think... Uh, Everyone else of the 50 people probably got free tickets, and I'm just, I'm just, I, I was laughing to myself because I'm like, that should be my album recording. Two people, two different couples that know me enough and care about me enough that they drove four hours round trip to come see me, and then like 46 other people who had no idea who I was in a room that seats 250. That should be my album recording. That is... That really sums it up. Uh, I tweeted something like that earlier today. And then uh, I responded to my own tweet and said I'm probably going to delete this, and then I did. I don't know. I don't know how good it is for my brand to just tell people that, like... sort of in a business where you're supposed to pretend you're bigger than you are. Look, the podcast doesn't count. Alright? This podcast is a secret. Not that you can tell other people about the secret, but then they're in on the secret. This shit's just between us, okay? I'll be honest with you guys. I'm, I'm honest in my books. I'm, I'm probably too honest, though. But it's, it's you know... There's a lot of, uh, I can do a theater in the town I'm from and get over 500 people in it. That's great. But Syracuse in July? No. But I don't know how good it is for my brand to just be like, <laughs> hey, I'm not doing that well, tweet. So I did delete it. What do I care about my brand? If I had a brand, I would take a stand. If I had a brand, I would be like making people furious all the time. And 
instead of writing jokes that everyone enjoys like an asshole. My brand is Costco Kirkland Signature. Well, there's the name of my album. Gabriel Rutledge. Kirkland Signature. Might be a lawsuit issue with that, but... But yeah, it's a, it's a relief to have the albums done. I mean, they're not done, but I mean recorded. Uh, I, kinda, I waited too long. I was definitely, I definitely lost the material. Because <laughs> I just stopped doing it and I couldn't remember it well enough. And, uh, there was a couple of bits I was really holding on to and trying to remember them. And that I really feel like I can let go now that I've got it documented. Some of this, you know, I had I had a bit about having to go to a buffet during COVID restrictions where we weren't allowed to load up our own buffet plate. It was like a good joke, and like uh, um, I was like, oh, I want that one on the album, and it just, you know, it's time has passed. Not all jokes are evergreen, which is the term for jokes that last forever. I went to a uh, I went to a buffet last month. That's how I knew we were coming back. Buffets are back. USA. You, oh, we're good. We're good. There were COVID restrictions at the buffet. Okay. okay. You're right. We're not all the way back. But yeah, a buffet with COVID restrictions, which meant like we weren't allowed to load up our own plate. You don't know shame. <laughs> Until you have a grown man fill your buffet plate for you. He just kept going. Is there anything else? Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did probably wait a little bit too long, but that's all right. It's still going to be regular album, according to my calculations, will still be what, 55 plus minutes, um, which is probably about 48 more than it needs to be, so. Also, there's, I don't know how much people care about uh, inside streaming comedy business, but, you know, we get money from uh, satellite radio, that pays the best. Uh, we also get money from Pandora, from Spotify, uh, everything, Apple Music, Amazon streaming, all those things we get money from. Most of them is very low. Satellite's the best. Uh, a couple years ago, this company called, uh, well, I guess I'll say their name, um, Spoken Giant came into existence and there, uh, a bunch of comedians were like hey everyone sign up for this their whole thing was like comedians you're you have royalties you're not getting because it's spoken word or something it's like all this extra money you guys are gonna get and I'm like oh okay I don't want to miss I like money so I signed up a lot of people signed up a ton of people signed up and so far as a result of that None of us 
have made any more money, and all of our albums are off of Spotify. Actually, most of my albums are off of Spotify. There's a self-released one and one that came out in 2010 that are still on there. The other ones are all gone. And I haven't checked Pandora, but I think they're off of Pandora too. Uh, I wasn't really getting paid, played on satellite radio that much, but satellite radio just dropped everyone who is with Spoken Giant. And I guess what happened is there's another there's another company that was kind of doing the same thing, but for bigger people, like, you know, whatever, George Carlin's estate, like that kind of shit, they were trying to get more money, and those negotiations were going a lot more sour than the Spoken Giant ones would, but anyway, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with that, and I, I looked, I'm signed through June 2023 with Spoken Giant, and so, like, to put in an album right now, the whole idea of the clean album was to get it played on satellite radio, and you know, I don't know. Maybe I can get off a of Spoken Giant. I don't know. So that part's a little complicated right now, too. Uh, and I'm not, like, mad at the Spoken Giant people. I don't know them personally. I don't think this is what they wanted. But at the same time, it's like... <laughs> it went from, we're going to get you more money, to... Uh, now you're off of a lot of streaming services, and you're not played on satellite radio. I'm like, well, that is the opposite of more money. Hopefully that'll get rectified. Maybe I can call the album uh, $40 Bangs. Nah, that's a dumb name. But I did, I did, I did talk to this late. I, I have a newer joke about bangs. Actually, I think I played it on here because I riffed it at a show just talking about women always contemplating whether or not they should get bangs and stop asking people. Uh, so that kind of became a joke and then uh, this lady in the crowd told me that she uh, she paid $40 for her bangs. Uh, that was a fun moment. Also, yours look great. I want to put that out there. They look fantastic. I'm not anti-bang, I'm just saying it's a lot of responsibility to put on other people. $40. Your bangs cost $40? I'm, well, it's a ponytail, it literally is twisted. drunk that you're like, I'm not going to wait till I swallow. <laughs> We've been through so much as a crowd tonight, and bangs is the thing that divided us. <laughs> the whole crowd's like, hey, 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 hey! Get my bangs out of your mouth. Forty bucks. <laughs> Breathe.
by the way. I don't want to be a dick about it. This is just panting of Jesus right here. That's one of the, uh, you try, when you're recording something that will be an album, I mean, there's video of it too, so maybe it'll be video too someday, but when you're recording for audio, uh, you try to like, there's certain jokes where you're like, oh, I gotta describe this a little better. It's visual. I mean, partly I don't care. I remember I read Steve Martin's book, I'm Dying Up Here. Great book, by the way. Um, it's funny, my wife read it, and there was this, the, the very first page Steve Martin's talking about, like, his act and thinking about his jokes and the stuff that's going on in his head. Because the, the book is about the stand-up comedy portion of Steve Martin's career. And my wife, like, read one page, and she was like, man, I thought it was just you. And I'm like, no, it's me and Steve Martin. That's it. We're the only two. Uh, but one of the things he said in that book is like, he thought one of the things that made his albums better is he had a bunch of visual jokes that were like kind of hard to figure out on the album, but it like kind of added to the mystery of it. And that made me feel better about the occasional joke on an album that has a visual aspect to it. Uh, but at the same time, like, I was riffing with the uh, $40 bangs lady, and I wish I would have said, my hair is free, by the way, but instead I just pointed at my head and go, free, by the way. And I don't know how that translates. I don't know how that translates uh, to an album, but I don't know. And I also, I, uh, even though it's going to be tracks, you know, if you're listening on Pandora or whatever, it, you know, some people will listen to the whole album. Uh, satellite radio certainly, I mean, ideally they'll play the whole album, but, you know, for the most part it's just tracks. But I still, I have to think of it as one thing. I have to think of it as like you're going to listen from beginning to end. Uh... I just have to think of it in those ways. Even though it does mean if you hear a certain track, it might have a callback to a joke you didn't hear. And I guess that'll just have to add to the mystery. That's not my only visual, uh, you know, I've got visual jokes. I, you know... I got a three-minute bit where I just make sweet love to the stool that's on stage. You're not going to know that listening to the album. You're just going to hear the roar of 48 people enjoying it in the audience. You're not going to know what's happening. But trust me, I'm making sweet love to a stool. <laughs> but that's a little inside comedy thing. But it, by the way, there's nothing comedians make fun of more than humping the stool. It's common, and I'm not saying I... It would have to be a very funny bit for me to do it, but, like, if you see one of your fellow comedians has a joke 
where they're humping a stool. You're like, oh, buddy. And or lady. I'm not comfortable. Stool aside, I'm not comfortable making that sexual motion on stage. Like, moving in that way. Like you're having pantomime having sex. Is that what the word I'm looking for is? I'm not comfortable doing that. I talk about plenty of uncomfortable things on stage, but I don't really want people to watch how I might fuck if I was standing up with my clothes on holding a microphone in a comedic way, which is how I do it at home. Man, the moon is huge tonight as I drive home on I-5. I think it's huge, or my cataract's getting worse. sat next to a um, a large man not like a tall a tall man uh, I mean I might even call him a kid but I'm sure he was at least 20 but I have a 20 year old so I'm allowed to call him kids uh, but man that's great on an airplane cramped wise but that 511 is nothing compared to this guy's probably 6465 I felt bad for him just crammed in with the knees up and then I felt less bad for him because he was just ripping farts the whole plane ride I'm pretty sure it was him they smelled tall speaking of on brand uh, I mentioned several episodes ago that this podcast was going to be on a podcast label that did not work out so that's on brand <laughs> I, I signed a contract and everything uh, but then uh, the person who wanted me on the label quit the job and so he's like you can stay with him if you want I'm like oh who gives a shit I was just doing it because you wanted to uh, it was it was I mean I can say there's no hard feelings they're good people uh, it was called comedy here often it's a Canadian independent comedy network which that would have been on brand too for me what's my podcast label oh it's a Canadian independent one they have music too there's a there's a comedy wing but they have music too but So yeah, that didn't, you know, just to keep everyone up to date. It wouldn't have changed anything anyway, but it was... <laughs> it's just very funny. To like, a thing that wasn't on my radar at all. And then I'm like, okay, sure, maybe it'll give me a few more listens if I get promoted by a independent Canadian comedy network. And then it was like, no, that's not going to happen. I didn't drink in Syracuse. I got in Thursday night. Uh, left today, Sunday. I did not drink any alcohol. For those of you who thought I couldn't work a comedy club without drinking. And by those of you, I mean voices in my head. 
I just didn't want to. Wanted to be focused for my recordings. And also, I just, you know, I've been at a lot of comedy clubs lately. And it feels very natural to have a couple drinks after a show at a comedy club hanging out. And then when you're like, oh, but I'm doing this 20 times this month. Maybe I can't, maybe I shouldn't have a couple drinks 20 plus times a month. I don't think that's a proper amount. Uh, I always want some sort of, uh, when I don't drink, I want some sort of like reward. I mean, my reward will be drinking eventually. I just postponed joy. But I want it to be like, oh my God, I was so clear and focused and I slept great. And I don't, it was, you know, I felt fine. I slept okay. There was no, uh, there was no great incentive. There was no great uh, uh, life-changing thing that happened in the, you know, three or four days of travel without drinking. I'm saying this like I've never done that before. I have many times, but I just mean, I, you know, I've gone weeks and weeks without drinking before, sometimes on purpose, sometimes it just works out that way. And, and again, it's not like, there's no like, and I lost 40 pounds and learned how to quilt. None of that shit happened. I just did heroin. Pretty sure I could find something in that neighborhood where my hotel was. I did smoke pot. It's legal in New York. Okay, it's legal. I smoked pot after my last show, Saturday night. legal many places in this country. That's the good news. The state you're going to have to drive to to have an abortion probably has legal marijuana. So silver marijuana cloud lining. Did I just write the 2024 Democratic slogan? <laughs> Come for the abortions, stay for the weed? Vote donkey? Uh, yeah, I was with, uh, uh, the middle act, actually, he, he drove me back, uh, to the hotel, which was nice of him, and he's like, hey, you want to smoke a joint? I'm like, yeah, let's smoke a joint, and then, you know, we're in, like, the hotel parking lot, it's next to a, a, a lake, I'm covered in mosquito bites right now, um, thanks to this chill at the lake thanks to our little hang at the lake, and, uh, and, you know, you know, we're just hanging out, but this is what I don't like about marijuana, is, like, there's a, there's a conversation obligation that goes with marijuana, I guess there is with alcohol, too, but don't get me wrong, I wanted to talk to the guy, it wasn't like, oh, I want to get the fuck out of here, but it was like, I smoked a couple puffs, a very reasonable amount, 
I'm swatting mosquitoes, we're talking, we're having fun, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, what? You know, if you're listening, person, thank you for the weed, thank you for the ride, you're a cool dude, this is just about marijuana, not you. Uh, he asked me, he's like, hey, would you ever do chocolate Sundays? Which is a comedy show, like an urban comedy show in Los Angeles. They get a bunch of views on YouTube and stuff. But it's like, you know, it's a mostly black comedians. And I was like, yeah, of course I would. You know, I would love to do that. I was just saying in general. <laughs> He's like, let's go. Let's make a plan. We'll both fly out there. When do you want to do it? And I was like, you know. Wait, we're making plans? I'm like, oh, I don't want to make, no, I'm not going down there to do an open mic. I'm just saying, in general, I'm open to the idea of performing at this show. He wanted to make plans. I'm like, marijuana people make plans. Drunks don't make plans. I mean, drunk people plan on having sex later and then it doesn't work out. That's our plan. Drunk people plan on only having three and having six. They don't go, we should go hiking in the morning. We should pick a time to go to an open mic in Los Angeles. too active. I'm like, I'm out here making plans. And inside the hotel, there's a bar where I could be drinking Jameson making no plans. Drinking is for when your plans don't work out. Marijuana gives you ideas. Also, I'm sure I don't know the geography of many other places, but one thing you learn traveling is people do not know West Coast geography from the East Coast, or even the the Midwest. And I probably know more about those places because I travel, but I'm sure before I did, I, I thought a lot of dumb things too. But like, people... I think Seattle is like drivable to Los Angeles. That's a very common thing. And I'm like, like, oh, how far would that drive be? I'm like, 17 hours? I think? Maybe 20? It's like, oh shit, really? I'm like, yeah, like an hour and a half flight, I guess. But like, they also think it's cold. I don't know why. Everyone says that. Not everyone. Many people go, Seattle, is it cold? I'm like, not really. Socially, yeah, very chilly. Weather-wise, not so much. You get a lot of snow in Seattle, right? I'm like, no, no, we don't. It's amazing what people don't know about the secret little Northwest. You're 
governor is Bigfoot, right? Yep, that's right. That's how we roll. I'm going to Louisville, uh, like I said, in a couple days. And former uh, past guest Casey McLean is uh, also going to be there. So I'm pretty sure my uh, not drinking at a comedy club uh, is going to be a one-week experiment. We'll be <laughs> continued at a later time. But uh, I'm sure we'll have a couple of... Uh, a reasonable amount of alcohol. I was in the Syracuse Mall. Uh, I guess Friday afternoon. No, uh, Saturday afternoon. Good. Get hung up on dumb details that don't matter. Was it Friday or Saturday? I'm like an old married couple all by myself. It was 1970. No, it was 76. That's right. Because we still had that pacer. Uh, I was in the mall. Doesn't fucking matter. The city doesn't matter. The fucking day. Get it together, Rutledge. Well, no, we flew in Thursday, so we wouldn't have gone to the mall Friday. It must have been Saturday. I was having a fairly emotional uh, discussion with my spouse not an argument, an emotional discussion. People have feelings, okay? Even me. Uh, and I was just sitting like a, a dad in the mall on a chair waiting for like my wife and kids to be done shopping. I was just sitting there in the mall having a discussion and quite hilariously to me, uh, no, I wasn't, like, weeping or anything, but I was just, you know, in my feelings. And uh, a guy walked by, looked at me weird, and then didn't say anything, messaged me later. He, he recognized me from the last time I was in Syracuse. And then uh, someone else walked by and recognized... I mean, recognized me as a comedian... Uh, I guess from the last time I was there also. I got like two messages from people that were like, we saw you in the mall but didn't come say hi. That doesn't make sense to me. That 120 people total over two shows came to see me the weekend. But I'm also big enough in Syracuse that I sit in the mall for 30 minutes and two different people walk by and recognize me? I mean, granted, the comedy club is in the mall and I was sitting in front of my poster. But still...